This is Anchor Your Retirement with Barb Golan from Safe Harbor Financial Planning Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Barb Golan provides her clients and prospects the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Anchor Your Retirement with Barb Gullen. Welcome to Anchor Your Retirement. I'm your host, Barb Gullen, talking to you from Safe Harbor Financial Planning Group in the Kansas City metro area. I'm going to introduce my uh, co-host right now, Tony Shore. Hi, Tony. Hey, Barb. Good to see you. Good to be here with you today to record the show. Um, I love doing the show with you, and I'm excited about our topic for today. It's going to be a good one. I've had a great week. How about you, Barb? What have you been up to? It has been a really great week. A little bit cooler weather here in Kansas City. Got some rain. Got a break from the heat. Uh, Nobody lost any appendages over the 4th of July that I know, so I guess that makes it a good week right there. Yeah, a great week. A great week. <laughs> unless you unless you're a Kansas City Royals fan, they haven't been doing so hot. Uh I actually went to the Royals game in Minneapolis against the Twins. Uh my wife and I got really good seats there and um the Twins beat the Royals like 9 to 2 or 9 to 3. It was tough. Sadly, we're used to that with the Royals, (laughs) but you know, we're loyal fans. You got to love the home team, right? You have to love the home team and you never know. I mean, uh, uh, there's not a lot of parody in baseball. So, uh, you know, it seems like the teams with the money always win, but, uh, you got to stay loyal to your hometown team. But other than that, it has been a great week. You're right. And the weather has been much better and that's good, isn't it? Oh my gosh. Yes. Not that I'm happy to see summer going by as fast as it is, but it's really nice to not feel like I'm going to melt as soon as I walk outside. (laughs) Right, right. So talk to us about what you have for the topic today. I think our listeners are really going to like this one. Well, I think it's time, you know, half of the year is gone already. Can you believe that? Uh, It's, uh, it's either because time is moving faster and faster. And I don't, I don't want to say it's because I'm getting older. I want to say it's because I'm having fun because they always say time flies when you're having fun, right? I I am going to agree with you because I'm not getting any older either. But with (laughs) half of the year gone already, it's time for that mid-year financial checkup. And we've got five things that we want to tackle to help stay on track or to get back on track. If things have gotten a little haywire and you've taken the summer off from watching your finances and paying attention to that kind of thing, time to come back and spend a few minutes getting it all caught up. Yeah, that sounds great. So we're talking about five things to do uh, for your mid-year financial checkup. And I can't wait to go through these five things. I know you help your clients out with this day in and day out, and you do these checkups regularly. Mm -hmm. Uh, So mid-year, we're here halfway through 2023, and I know it's been a better year financially for most folks than last year, uh, at least. Uh, I know at least in the markets and things like that, the the, uh, economy is finally starting to slow down, inflation starting to go down a bit. So Mm -hmm. uh, what are these five things, though, that we need to do? Where do you want to start? 
Well, the first thing we want to do is check our spending, because even though inflation's slowing down, we're still dealing with inflation and people are still spending more money than they had to last year. And if you didn't allocate for that in your budget, you've really got to go back and take a look at where the money's actually going. And if you're one of those 45 million people that has a student loan, you're going to have to start making payments again in October. If you don't have room for that in your budget, now is the time to start rearranging things so that you don't get caught behind the eight ball when that bill is due. Right. Yeah, that's huge. So uh, check your spending. Have a spending plan, right? Uh, people don't like the B word, I find, Barbara. They don't. And I'm not they talking don't. about Barb. I'm talking about the <laughs> B word budget. People do not like to hear the word budget, but maybe you call it a spending plan then. But we need to know what we're spending and what we have to spend, right? We really do. We really do. Um, you know, there's other stuff coming up. Uh, we've got Christmas right around the corner. It's time to start thinking about that. Uh, Younger people out there uh, with kids, we've got back to school spending that's probably already going on. Yep. And um, believe it or not, I read somewhere that people are starting to spend more money on Halloween than they are on Christmas. Can you believe that? Yeah. I heard that last Halloween, the last couple of Halloweens, the uh, spending on Halloween has always been second only to Christmas, and it's creeping closer the last couple of years to people spending as much money on Halloween as they do Christmas, which I I, I can't even fathom. I guess uh, candy has gotten outrageous. I remember candy prices last year were unbelievably high, so that might have it something has, to do with it. It has, but so have decorations. True. I'll have to send you a picture of my brother-in-law's house. He gets like, he's got two of those 14-foot skeletons that oh light up God. and do all the things. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's it's his funny. favorite holiday. Oh wow, okay, it must be. So people do really get into it like they uh, and more and more, I guess. But um okay, so check your spending, revise that mm-hmm. spending plan if necessary. Mm-hmm. Uh what's number 2 on the list? Okay. Start getting ready for tax season. I know y'all are rolling your eyes what? thinking about that. Already? Yeah, I know. April I know. was only a couple of months ago. It was, but you know, now's a good time to check your withholdings on yep. your paycheck stub. Make sure they're pulling enough out so that you don't get hit with a big bill. Um, it's also a good time to make sure that you've been putting all of those receipts if you itemize your deduction like for your medical expenses and that kind of thing you know just take a few minutes organize them now if you're really feeling ambitious toss them into a spreadsheet if you're self-employed or you do a lot of driving or you're part of the gig gig economy make sure your mileage log is updated doing those little things now will make it a whole lot easier for you to manage things come the end of the year and in april It's also a good time to think about, you know, like you said, we've had some recovery in the market. If you're thinking about converting part of your traditional IRA to a Roth IRA, might not be a bad idea to look at that now. If your accounts have recovered a little bit, you might want to take some of that profit and convert it so that it's tax-free later on. Yeah, there you go. Well, yeah, I, I guess it isn't too soon to get ready for tax season. And like you said, um, if you if you have a side gig, a side hustle, as they say, or you mm-hmm. mentioned the gig economy, uh, that's really important uh, to make sure you keep track of expenses, 
uh, do those types of things. So uh, get ready for tax season. It's never too soon to start uh, planning uh, because you want to minimize that tax burden. That's the that's the goal, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what's next? That was number two on the list. What's number three? While you've got your paycheck stub out, check your retirement savings. See if you're in a place where you could start contributing more. Make sure that the investments are going where you want them to go in your 401k or, you know, your 403b, your thrift savings plan. And while you're in there, check your beneficiary designations. You should be checking those at least once a year to make sure that they're up to date, especially if you've had a life event, if you've gotten married, if you've gotten divorced, if you've, you know, added a member to the family, make sure that you've got all of those beneficiary designations straightened out and spelled out the way you want them to. Yeah, that's hugely important. And and I I think that uh, there are a lot of things there. Um, You want to make sure your beneficiary designations are set. Uh, You want to really make sure all your ducks are in a row. And this is a good reason to work with someone like yourself Barb, a financial professional, a financial advisor who's going to look out for your best interests and uh, really make sure that you're doing what you need to do um, and make sure your retirement savings are are up to date, right? Yep. I had a client that came in the other day and we were doing an annual review. She wanted to double check to make sure that she had her beneficiary designations set up the way she wanted them to, because she's got one child who's a saver and one child who's a spender, and she wanted to make sure that it was all going to go where it needed to go. Yeah, that's really important. And that sounds like a typical family situation. <laughs> uh, believe me, I, I've got three kids and they're all good. They're all great and they're you know good at their different things, but you know, you don't want to give the entire nest egg to necessarily one of them. You want to make sure that it goes into a trust or in some way goes to the responsible one. So those beneficiary designations are huge and you got to keep them up to date. Um, you know, a lot of people in cases of a divorce or family situations change, you've got to update those beneficiaries, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause there have been cases that went to the Supreme court and, whatever is on the beneficiary designation is what the financial institution is going to honor period end of subject. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you have something different listed in a will or somewhere else or what you've told people, uh, the beneficiary designation does take precedence, right? It absolutely does. Yeah. So that's ready. Are you ready for number four? Yes. Number four. All right. It's time to build up your emergency fund and if you don't have one, it's time to start an emergency fund. How much do you recommend people have in an emergency fund? I think a good, you know, you hear three to six months worth of your expenses. That's not necessarily three to six months worth of your spending plan because your spending plan might include things like eating out and entertainment and things that, you know, if you end up losing your job, you're probably not going to be investing as much in the quote unquote fun stuff, but we want to make sure that you can, you know, make the house payment, make the car payments, make that student loan payment, uh, cover the groceries, cover the important expenses, make sure you keep the insurance paid up and all of that. Those are all things that we want to be sure we've got money set aside for, um, And if you 
I mean, if you don't have an emergency fund, if you're thinking that you'll just take care of it with credit cards, that could get you in a whole lot of trouble real quick, especially if it's a prolonged unemployment or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 that's true. Uh, you got to be really careful about that. And I imagine that uh, it's called an emergency fund for a reason. Uh, it's not just for if you lose your job, but if something happens, uh, a, a big ticket item like your car, you know, you have to mm-hmm. you have to get a different vehicle or your uh, an appliance goes out, your your AC goes out in the middle of summer, right? Yeah, it won't matter much to you up in Minneapolis, but down here, we know when our AC goes out. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, the summers summers in Minnesota can get really really hot too. Uh, just not as much <laughs> and for not as long. <laughs> yeah. We, we worry about the heater going out, the furnace going out in the winter more than we do the, the AC. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But that's a big one. And, and I mean, we just had my wife and I, our garage door, the springs broke the main springs on the garage door broke and you literally cannot, we have a big, heavy insulated door can't open it with a broken spring. So we had a vehicle stuck inside. uh, And so uh, we were sharing a car until the guy could come out and fix it. And of course they're busy. So um, yeah. And that was a big expense that we weren't expecting. And thankfully we have an emergency fund. And so we used it for that, but it is outrageously expensive to uh, repair, even repair replace the springs and uh, and some of the uh, hinges on a garage door. We didn't even get a new opener or door, and it was uh, It was up there, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a, yeah, I couldn't believe the price, and I go, well, what if I wanted a whole new door? And I asked, what does a new opener cost? What does a new door cost? And I checked around, and it's way more than I thought it was. It's way more than when we got our door 20 years ago, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Imagine that prices have gone up a little bit since we- <laughs> yeah, exponentially. It's not just inflation. It's uh, no. it's uh, super inflation, I think, on some things. But but yeah, that emergency fund, that's a big one. And I know people hear that and they're like, oh, yeah, you need an emergency fund. Uh, but really, my wife and I have one, but we wish we had started much sooner with that. Most people do, yeah. you know, and a lot of them realize how much they need one when they don't have it and have the emergency. Right. Exactly. So uh, prepare for that. Now, what's number five? Number five is we're going to reevaluate those financial goals that you set at the beginning of the year. Are you saving what you want to save? Are you keeping your spending in the limits that you want to keep that spending in? Um, have you decided that you need another source of income? Maybe you've started a side hustle. Uh, maybe you're looking at your budget and realizing you need to start a side hustle or think about a second job to get out from under some stuff. But it's always good to sit back, take a look at where you thought you were going to be, see if you're on track to make it there. And if not, you've got time to make a course correction and make that happen. Yeah, that's that's a great one. Mid-year is a good time to reevaluate those goals and make sure you have solid goals set. And I think uh, if you don't have a written financial plan in place and aren't working with a trusted independent financial advisor like yourself, uh, you need to get those ducks in a row. And I would encourage our listeners to work with somebody like yourself to help with all five of these points and get that mid-year financial checkup done, get a financial plan in place for not only 
investments, emergency fund savings, but you know, retirement income plan for the future, uh, mm-hmm. estate planning, all of those things uh, that you look at. And I know you take that holistic uh, approach and look at everything, how it relates and everybody's situation is different, isn't it? Everybody's situation is different. Even things like if you have a health savings account and you're on a high deductible plan versus being on a more traditional plan, a lot of people don't realize that if you've got the discretionary income, you can max out your HSA. And if you have expenses that come up, you don't have to use the HSA to pay it. You can pay them out of pocket, and then when you retire, you can turn around and use that HSA to pay for things like your Medicare Part B premiums and use it to pay for those expenses in retirement. Uh, That's another great way to plan and save money, the HSA. Uh, I wanted to reiterate that. That's great. And so healthcare planning comes into all of it as well. Uh, But uh, mid-year is a good time to reevaluate everything uh, before you get to the end of the year and it's too late to make those adjustments, correct? Yeah. And while your schedule's a little bit slower now because you aren't running the kids back and forth to school and you aren't getting ready for the holidays that are all going to start loading up here real quick, you know, give yourself the gift of getting this organized. And if you need help, find somebody who can help you put it all together and get you going in a system that will make it easy for you in the long run. Yeah, that sounds great. Well, Barb, uh, this is great, great tips today. Now, before we go and wrap up the show, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you. I know that you're offering a consultation. There's no charge for that. And you're Mm -hmm. always happy to talk with our listeners out there if they have questions or a topic they want us to discuss or want to set up a, a meeting with you to get a plan in place. Absolutely. They can go to our website, anchoryourretirement.com. From there, there's going to be a link where you can send us a message and we will get in touch with you. Or if you want, you can call our offices directly at area code 913-553-6222. All right. Well, Barb, great show today and a great topic. Uh, Listeners, thanks for tuning in. But that does it for today's episode of Anchor Your Retirement with our host, Barb Gold. See you soon. Thank you for listening to Anchor Your Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Barb Gullen at Safe Harbor Financial Planning Group. Call 913-553-6222 or visit them online at anchoryourretirement.com. Advisory services are offered through Safe Harbor Financial Planning Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Kansas. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. We are not affiliated with or enforced by the Social Security Administration, the Federal Medicare Program, or any other government agency. Calling this number will direct you to a licensed sales agent.